Play analysis, Devin Nash be on the mic, so you know it's hella lit. Better plug your headphones in on Apple Podcasts, and we up on Spotify. Ooh, on Anchor too, no parachute, we so fly. We talking sports and music, what's the newest in that culture? Better stream, yeah, you better tune in. It ain't gonna cost ya. We talking sports and music, what's the newest? Got exclusives, yeah, we do this play by play. Follow the page, eh? If you don't know, don't worry about it. Happy holidays, everybody, and it's another edition of the Play-By-Play Analysis Podcast. It's your boy, Devin Nash, BSK Play-By-Play. If you know, you know. If you don't know, don't worry about it. Jamal, House of Ignorance, is in the house. Shout out to my boy. What's good, people? You know, it's your boy, Jay Brown, coming from the house of the one and only D1E, the University Podcast. It is about time for us to get our winner line going in. And in case you don't know, don't know the only fright that we have here at Eden University is broke five broke. Why? Because we ain't got it. Can't relate. Can't relate. Say, no, nah, no, nah, let me play. Um, but, yeah, no, we're here with it. It's the holiday season. If you're broke around this time of year, then you might as well pray. I mean, you should be praying anyway, but still. But we are here, and speaking of prayer, we got to send a quick shout-out and, you know, quick well wishes to Kyler Murray for anybody that watched the Monday night game and saw the third play of the game when he went down with a non-contact injury. You know, just prayers up to him, and you just hope he can have a speedy recovery. Those are the worst ones. Yeah, you never want to see that. You never want to see that. But with that being said... We're going to start off with the NFL, you know, um, that's what we're here for. Obviously, college is in somewhat of a hiatus right now. So we're going to talk about the next best thing, which is the NFL. And boy, this weekend had some upsets, some near upsets, a couple of blowouts, some near blowouts. I don't know if there's such a thing as a near blowout, but, you know, we got to start at the most obvious place, which is clearly everybody's goat is washed. Washed. Just like his marriage, it's time to put this career to an end. Exactly, exactly. Thomas Wayne Brady walked onto that field in front of... He paid for over 100 tickets for families and friends to come see him play for only the second time ever in the Bay Area. And what did he do in front of all of them? Not a damn thing. Not a damn thing. Just a big fat goose egg. Just in front of everybody. I mean, in front of the hoes. In front of the hoes. In front of the hoes, Tom. You're single. You you need to perform better in front of the hoes. In front of the hoes. Like I just, I've never, I've never seen a Tom Brady team look this get bullied like that. Like it's actually no. I take that back. It's like one other team I saw that that happened to. But this is becoming a week to week basis now. Like they're horrible. You can't blame just Brady, but you're the quarterback. You're the it-so factor, it-so facto, it factor. And you're playing like shit. Thus, Brady, just, there was no need for you to come back this season. It's ridiculous. You could have just walked off in the sunset. You could have rode out to the sunset. You lost to someone who was truly better than you at the moment. 
that you could have kept your kids, you could have kept your wife, but no. The idea of spending more than two months at a time with your family was too much for you. You said fuck them kids, much like Karl Malone, and it just... It just didn't work out. It just didn't work out. It, uh, and it hasn't worked out all year. And like you said, can't just blame Brady because the whole team is horrible. Everybody's beat up. The O-line can't protect shit. You know, like, I mean, I, I don't get something, though. Why they wait till they have a black coach to start acting like this? To fuck up and, and mess up everything because I just hate I hate when you see the black coach fuck up, especially so early, because then you're like, fuck, you know his leash is twice as short as any other coach. And it's like, it also pisses me off because Byron Leftwich for years was passed over for jobs and everybody said whatever. And now finally, he's having a down year, even though Tom Brady's statistical numbers are still pretty decent. But you look at the offense as a whole and it's just like, it's just not fair. It's just not fair. It's not fair, you know. And it's like a it's a two edged sword that you got to live on. Cause I hate. Well, I don't hate Tom Brady, but like, don't nobody feel sorry for him. No. But at the Why same just... at the same time, it's like, yo, this black coaching staff. <laughs> it's like, you know, a black black coaching staff. They they playing Frankie Beverly and Mays at practice. Right, everybody black. The, the coordinator, the coordinator, coordinator, the co-coordinator, the defensive, the co-co-coordinator, everybody. The only thing not black is the uniforms on the jersey and apparently the quarterback. And all their bo- all their bosses. Uh, hey, hey we're, we're talking about the people who actually touch the field. <laughs> yeah, no, no, yeah, you're right, you're right. That's crazy. That's really crazy. But you know what else is crazy? Kyle Shanahan. He can't keep getting away with this. He cannot keep getting away with this. How many quarterbacks... Brock Purdy is his type of guy. I, I was trying to tell people. People love to say, oh, he's this offensive genius and all this stuff. No. You know what I think he is? He It's, it's this branch of, of guys. Like, anybody that's a quarterback whisperer or gets that nickname, an offensive guru, you know what I, you know what I see? What? They like quarterbacks that they can mold. Guys I mean, without form. They, they don't want true dynamic talents. And if they happen to luck into one, great. But generally speaking... They are comfortable getting those noodle-arm quarterbacks that nobody pays attention to, that don't have super strong arms and don't have super athletic attributes because then they can say, you know what, I made this guy, molded him into my image and can fit him to do whatever I want to do. Hold on. We got to chill on my man Brock Purdy because, for one, I know you're not a Big 12 guy. Being from D.C., you're more an ACC guy. I do know Brock Purdy, though. I watched a lot of his games in college. Hey, Brock Purdy at Iowa State was a Dog. Yeah, he don't, was. Iowa, don't, the one thing about Iowa teams, Iowa the college as well as Iowa State the college, they not going to go out like no bitch. You going to have to play them. As Ohio State learns every year about Iowa. And you know what? They not the most talented because, hey, it's hard to recruit kids to go live in Iowa. It is. Unless you're already from the Midwest. Like, if you're from, like, Wisconsin, it's easy to tell an offensive lineman, like, hey, Drive down the highway yeah, real quick. Yeah, it's easy to get linemen. That's why they always have great linemen, but you can't get no skills. But the point of it is, Brock Purdy, he, he's he's everything that you don't look at in a quarterback. But my dog is just going to play. He's just going to play hard, as you see. 
And when you want it more, sometimes, hey, that's just enough to win a game in this league. And with that being said, he is the first Mr. Irrelevant to throw a touchdown pass in the NFL. Not to throw a 50-plus yard touchdown pass. No, the first to throw a touchdown pass ever. Hey, shout out to all the Mr. Irrelevants who came before him. Yeah, none of them lasted long. Anyway, the at least not on offense. I don't know the track record is. But anyway, um, I say all this to say, like, that, that 49ers team, injuries aside, because they just keep losing bodies. You lose your two starting quarterbacks. Now Brock Purdy got an oblique strain. And then Debo Samuel, good Lord. I ain't seen a man get folded and like I'm, that before. I'm, Like a lawn chair on a windy day. Got folded like a pizza box after you're done eating. He got folded by my girlfriend on my birthday. That's Lord G. Yes, yes, he did. Yes, he did. He got folded <laughs> like my ex on her on my birthday. So yeah. Um we say all that to say yes, yes. Um Can I get one more? One more? Sure, sure. He got folded like fresh laundry. Fresh laundry. Fresh laundry out the dryer. You know, shout out to all the people that fold their laundry straight out the dryer. Because y'all really to me. I ain't, I ain't either. I, st- I made this saying, but I'm not one of them. I've done it before, but that was only when I was younger and I had to. But we say all that to say, like, yeah, no. The Niners are a very good team, but they cannot afford to keep. I mean, how much is enough? When is enough enough? How many, how many more injuries is it going to take? You know? Look, I, I truly don't know. And the fact that they are where they are is a miracle. But like another California team, who shall not be named, the it, the injury bug is, is this is a black widow. This ain't no regular bug. Right. And speaking of black, um, Demeco Ryan's he should be the number one candidate on everybody's coach. I don't care how racist you are, it would be malpractice not to hire him. I don't. I don't give a damn. You can be the most. What do those two even have to do with each other? They don't. That's the point I'm making. That it doesn't make <laughs> sense that he would not be a head coach next year. It doesn't make sense at all. I don't give a damn if he's a defensive coach. I don't give a damn if he's black and you don't like black people. Just look the other way. Just just pretend like you don't see him. Close your eyes when you shake his hand. Something. You, you know what? Results. Results don't lie. But damn it. That bias against the Negro head coaches is strong. Yeah, you saw the Washington Post article about, like, the good old boyhood that they got in the NFL? Of course. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's strong. At some point, some of y'all are just going to have to look in the mirror and look at the soulless person on the other side that you don't see because if you don't have a soul, you can't have a mirror. And you're going to have to say to yourself, look, that nigger can coach. And you're just going to have to hire him. Like, I, I get power and everything but I thought money was supposed to rule all and damn it when you win you get more of it and if you want to win you would think you'd want a coach who can relate to 75% of the roster right 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 you know you would think you would think right you would think but then at the same time even if you got to drag out the old cliches I don't see black or white all I see is green you know something just 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 say something Okay, if you see the green, then that means you see wins and losses. And if the wins are good and the numbers are straight, then I don't see what you not see. Right, because we really won't find out. We're going to ride that defense to a Super Bowl possibly. 
You know, possibly if 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 Debo's healthy, because you, you all I will say, even as good as that defense is in the playoffs, I feel like everybody's defenses are good, and you are gonna have to. Brock Purdy is cool. Like I think they'll be okay for the regular season, but I just don't know if you can go into a Dallas or a Philly or even a Minnesota without your leader at quarterback. I, I just mean, don't know. The thing about the 49ers is their offense is pretty simple. It's we're going to run the ball and we're going to throw when we have to. And we're going to motion people and, unnecessarily. Yep. But as long as you can keep – as the 49ers can keep it a one-possession game, they always got a chance. Now, obviously, they're not built to come from behind. But so are a few other teams in the NFL. Um, the Titans, damn show, sure are not built to come from behind. Um the Vikings aren't built simply because Kirk Cousins is their quarterback. Yeah, you know, and Dallas just ain't built. And, and Dallas, <laughs> the Cowboys are going to Cowboy regardless. It doesn't matter who they get matched up with. But the 49ers, they have a chance. Having CMC back there helps. And who would have thought of all the people who's healthy, he'd be one of them. You know, you know, it's funny what happens when you go to a winning team. Suddenly you just feel healthier again. You know, when you're in Carolina, you, know, you can look, afford to miss a couple games. You know what we love to we love to say uh, about Negroes on on the show and how they deserve more and how great players they are. You know, and when we see CMC play football, we just like he's the exception, not the rule. Right? You know, you know, yeah. Sometimes white is right. No, I'm playing. Don't do that. Don't do that. Hey, when it <laughs> hey when it comes to to the McCaffrey family and athletics. White is fucking right. Yes, you know, you know, it's just different. It's just different. And he's back home in the Bay Area too. That that helps. That always helps. Being home, being home does help. Unless you're Tom Brady. Look, I'm just gonna say this, fellas. Get you a girl who's an athlete because genetics are real. Preferably track or volleyball, especially if you're, you know, into certain body parts. Mm-hmm, no, but we don't need to get into that. You're right. Right. Exactly. But what we will get into, because you were talking about the other California team that we won't be named. We're going to name them now because they actually won. They won a game. You know, Brandon Staley didn't fuck it up. And most importantly, Justin Herbert is him. Justin Herbert is him. I'll let you know, that game was personal. Man, yo, I Shut your bitch ass up talking about my quarterback. He's a social media quarterback. He's just social media to a sorry ass. Don't ever speak your mind to talk shit about Jay Herbo again. You can talk about Chargers all they want. As an organization, they are ass. As a team, we have problems. But logically, come on now. Of all the people you can judge poorly on that team, Justin Herbert is not one of them. Right. 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 Now I will uh, I would say that you know most most quarterback drafts like you have like the, the two top picks who are like compared for the duration of their careers you know like you have I'm trying to think of the, like Alex Smith and Aaron Rodgers for example or you'll have um, you know it's a lot of comparisons out there and then you'll have the generational ones like Peyton and Tom or. You know, now we have Josh Allen and Pat Mahomes, even though I don't think they were in the same draft, but yeah. This draft has always been so weird because Tua and Herbert were picked five and six, respectively. So, like, they're the two. But that draft gets lost because of Joe Burrow 
and you know just how great he is. Tua and Herbert, I mean, you know. And plus, Tua just ain't been healthy for most of his career, so you really can't compare him to anybody. It is the whole thing of... This is weird. It's pretty well documented and known that the Dolphins did not want Tua. Right. And I personally did not want Tua either. I didn't want Herbert at the time. I've owned up to that several times. Yeah, no, I was very wrong about Herbert. I was extremely wrong about Herbert. Extremely wrong. Don't even try to deny it. But... I, I said from the get-go, I did not want to a tongue of Iloa, but a simple reason is you do not trust Alabama quarterbacks. Jalen Hurst is starting to prove that wrong, but I say it all the time. One year to me means absolutely nothing. You'll have to come back and show me uh, one or two more times before you are legit, legit. But the, the comparisons came because they were drafted next to each other, and Tua was so... Um, productive at Bama and Herbert was he was one of those guys it was just he got all the tools he he on paper he's exactly what you want out of a quarterback but Tua is a winner he wins and then it just leads you to ask well who doesn't win at Alabama that don't mean shit that's true that's true even Bryce Young he didn't win no championships he won everything else Exactly. And Bryce Young will mess around to be the number one draft pick. They sure the fuck will. He's going to look great in that Houston red and blue. And, and you know what? There's still a lot of comparison of Burrow and Herbert. Now, uh, bias aside and, you know, Charger fan aside, I still think that Herbert is the better quarterback. We all can pretty much look at the stats and tell you uh, the Bengals did not go to the Super Bowl because of Joe Burrow. But they don't go without. Jill Herbert. They absolutely Jill, Jill don't Burrow. go without, but you can say that about any team they, without they start quarterback. No, that's not true. That's not true. That's not true. It's, it's, it's a couple teams that probably could have gone without it. Remember Peyton Manning's last year? It didn't matter who was playing quarterback on that team. Okay, that, well, we'll go to the Christian McCaffrey. That's an exception, not the rule, because that's an all-time <laughs> great defense. Yeah, I was about to say, yeah. Just like, if anything, the Bengals' defense The Bengals defense and Joe Mixon and Jamar Chase. If Eli Apple is out there playing and not being targeted like a bitch, come on now. Right, I was about to say, when Eli Apple is locking up Tyreek Hill, then you just you're just destined at that point. You're just it's just fate in your hands. Look, anyone who has watched football knows you look back at it, sometimes it was just that team's and speaking of fate and, and Tyreek Hill, he it's, it's clear that we have to sit back and accept something. That every time he touches the ball, it is must-see TV. It doesn't matter if it's by accident, which is what y'all happen. <laughs> you know? Hey, there, there are some, some things where they happen, you just got to be like, well, fuck, that just... You can't even be mad at it. You can't even be mad at it. I'm like, bro, how many times out of 100 would somebody in that same situation would have scored on that play? Out of 100. First of all, how many people would have gone around the defense instead of going straight ahead? Because my dumb ass would have just like, hey, fucking straight line, do what I, see what I can do. This is like a cross between like a rugby scrum and like backyard throwback football or some shit. Like, it it just. Now, luckily for Tyreek Hill, the Chargers defense is just slow as shit. No one on there is really fast. But Tyreek Hill probably could have did that to any team in the league. Which and then and then and then obviously 
aside from the accidental plays, when he's scoring on purpose, I think I can safely say there are two things that I've accepted and I've come to accept and I'm totally fine with it. Travis Kelsey is the greatest receiving tight end I've ever seen in my life. In my life, because it's people before I was born, obviously. But in my life, Travis Kelsey is the greatest receiving tight end I've ever seen. And Tyreek Hill is just the greatest deep home run hitter I've ever seen in the sport. I can agree with that. I I definitely do not agree that Travis Kelsey is the best tight end of all time. But he's definitely the best pass catching tight end. No, no, no. Best receiving tight end. Yes, by far, because he doesn't do the blocking stuff. But that's not what we're talking about. And Tyreek Hill... There has never been a game-breaker like Tyree. And I say this from the rooftops, and I say this all the time. The difference between Tyreek and every other speed guy, there have been guys faster than Tyreek Hill in the history of this game. I'm not. That is an actual fact. Yeah, Deion Sanders. There's not too many speed guys who can fucking catch. And that is the catch-22 that Tyreek has. He might. Now, Tyreek might be weakest guy I've ever seen. His change, his acceleration, that shit only no sense. He gets to full speed in two steps. Cheetah's kind of disrespectful because they're not even that fast for real compared to some of the other land animals. Oh wait, no, they're the fastest. Never mind. I'll take that back. Yep, they are the fastest. 70 miles an hour. The cheetah just does shit you're just like, well, fuck it. Offense, let's get ready to go. It's like, what the fuck are we supposed to do? <laughs> it's like, you can't even, as a coach, like, it's almost like if I'm a defensive back, I'd almost dare a coach to get angry at me. Why you didn't cover him? Well, you cover him, coach. Since you got your degree and know every fucking thing. The only excuse you could have is if you already 20 yards off and he's still run by you. I'm like, don't. It don't even matter. That don't even matter. You knew what he was doing. Kick back it the fuck up. That's what I'm saying. That doesn't even matter. It don't matter how far you are. I've seen him outrun people. 20 yards off. People be playing cover three, backing up off of him, and he still run up on you. And then, crazy enough, he can jump over people too. He just doesn't do it a lot because he's running past people, so he never really has to show it. He can do a lot, but one of the things that the, the Chiefs had troubles with, especially last year with the game on the line against the Bengals, why are we throwing a Hail Mary to a dude who's 5'10"? Right, in the double coverage. You Look, you can have all the hops you want. It just will never translate to, hey, this motherfucker is six inches taller than me. But you know, the crazy part with Miami is they got three of them. Because you, you got like three Tyreek Hills. Because you, you, Tyreek, you take him away, and now you got Jalen Waddle on the other side. And that... The problem is the Chiefs did that too. All the Chiefs did was try to get a bunch of Tyreek clones with Nicole Hardman and the rest of those guys. It wasn't until this year where they said, oh, maybe having a bunch of guys 5'10 is probably not the best way to go. That's true. That's true. So then they went and got Juju, some guys guys who girls wouldn't scoff at if they saw they hide on the Tinder profile. Right. You know, talking, talking summer out here. And then, but the other thing too, I think people are starting to figure Miami out. Maybe I'm wrong, but the last couple of games, it seemed like people are starting to crack the code a little bit. And obviously, when the playoffs come and people can actually really game plan for the shit, we gonna learn something. And you know, one of the worst, one of the hardest things to do in football, especially as a warm weather team, is go to that cold in December because in the AFC, you gonna fuck around. You don't have to go to Kansas City. 
Kansas City is not warm. You don't fuck around and have to go to uh to Buffalo. That is not warm. You fuck around and have to go to Baltimore or hell, whoever wins the AFC North. It don't matter. It's cold all all of them. All of them. Yeah. And don't none of them play indoors. Hell. Even the AFC um what is it? AFC South, it's like the only the only outdoor team that is even worth anything is Tennessee and it's cold as hell in Tennessee. It's not warm at all in Nashville. So uh, as it's looking, the Dolphins are not going to win the AFC the AFC East. It's going to go to the Bills. So that means you're going as a wild card team, you're going to have to go play a division winner. It's going to be cold. And living in Miami and playing the style of football y'all play in Miami doesn't always translate to cold weather. Speaking of speaking of, speaking of cold weather and stuff, Miami's cooked. Did you see the report that they had propane heaters in LA on a fifty-five degree night in a dome. Well, fifty-five degrees. Now, not so really a dome. Here. Like the way they're st- the way SoFi is, it's yeah. not really a dome. It's classified as a canopy because it's not like all. It's weird. It's I weird. Don't know, yeah. After it's, last year, we had a rain delay on an indoor stadium. Like, how the fuck does that happen? Right. Close the fucking roof. That, that's just what they explained. They're like, SoFi is technically a canopy, so we can still have. Bitch, it's covered. There's no water on this grass. It's covered, but like the sides are open, so it's almost yeah. like having. I, I get it. Like technically, they're not wrong, but at the same time, it's like why the field not even moist? Because the same thing happened last year in the Super Bowl when it was 85 degrees in LA, and like it was inside the stadium, and they had like a heat advisory in February. <laughs> it was like, bro, like yeah. But the, I say all that to say. They got a Saturday night game against Buffalo, and it's supposed to get a couple inches of snow. They are cooked if they got to have propane heaters in a 55-degree building. They are fucked. And I don't know about you, but... Actually, they're not even cooked. They're frozen. Throwing the ball in the snow is a bitch. It is only fun when it's a snow day and you are out with your homies. I don't know if you know anything about that being from the DMV. Hey, when I was a kid, it used to snow. It don't snow anymore. I don't no, know if they turn I mean, the weather machine on. Y'all even get out of school for snow days? Like, that's pretty fucking normal. For no, we used to. That's the thing. It used to snow in the DMV. And I don't know if they just turned the weather machine off or what. But, like, it used to snow. I got 55 inches of snow my 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 senior, junior, eighth grade year. 55, nigga, that's, that's a person. 55 inches. That's not okay. Why do you see man? Man's arrogance really, truly shows on where people choose to live because that shit is not okay well it was throughout the winter though it was the it was a record it was a record they set the record for most snow in one winter that Fit- does, that, no that i don't care no <laughs> since that winter it has not snowed a drop the, the southern negro in me is saying hell no hey we below the mason dixon i tell people all the time <laughs> we, below, I mean, we represent we represent the colder part of the south Shit. Nowadays they get snow, they get snow days now for like an inch. I'm like you little bitches. You know what kind of snow I grew? I had to walk through the snow. The only thing it gets now is cold. You'll get like negative twenty degree, not negative twenty, negative like you'll get twenty degree days and stuff with a lot of wind out, but we don't get snow. Which is cool because snow is only cool when you're a child. When you're when you're an adult, it gets in the way, which I found out today. Facts, because 
you do not get off work because it's snowing outside. You don't get off work and you got to scrape your own way out. Shit is... And God forbid you don't have a car because then you got to walk through all that. I promise you, if I'm walking, I, I got to take that day. Like, that's the thing. Back, man, I'm glad I got a car now. I'm not going back to walking, bro. I'm not doing it. Hey, once you get four wheels, them two feet become irrelevant. Irrelevant. They become a luxury. <laughs> speaking of luxury, speaking of luxury, um, imagine being the Eagles, right? Everywhere you look, I mean, Jalen Hurts is still not quite where he can be yet, and he's he's really damn good at what he's doing right now. You got whatever running back you can imagine to, to run the ball behind him. Then you turn around, you have the best offensive line in football, and when you don't feel like running the ball with Hurts or Miles Sanders or whoever else, then you can turn around and throw it to A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith and Dallas Goddard when he's healthy. Oh, and by the way, if you don't feel like scoring a whole lot, you can just lean on that front seven of a defense, which has Darius Slay and James Bradbury on the back end. And Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. You know what the Eagles are? The Eagles are what the Ravens want to be so badly. Yep. You have a quarterback. You have a quarterback who's not the most quote-unquote polished passer, but he's still pretty good. He's an obvious run threat. But, oh, the difference is Lamar is throwing to fucking Devin Duverday, who, as a Texas fan, I love Duverday, but he's nobody's number one receiver. He but the Eagles be. at least got can say, fuck it, A.J. down there somewhere. And A.J. has proven he a number one receiver in this league. But... Because of this, no receiver wants to go to Baltimore to know, hey, I'm getting three balls a game, maybe. But, yeah, no, to your point, the, the Eagles absolutely are what the Ravens have tried to become. And, and then, they just got the weapons to do it. The Ravens are trying to do it with – they're trying to squit round pegs into square holes. Yeah, and the Eagles last year were not sold – on Jalen Hurst. They didn't really know if they wanted him to be the guy, but they used some damn common sense mm-hmm. and learned, hey, my quarter I cannot prove if my quarterback is that guy if I don't get him no guys to play with. So they got him some new toys and hey, what do you know? Your quarterback looks pretty damn good is in the top two for the MVP debate. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's an amazing fucking thing to think about when you give your quarterback some fucking weapons. Wow. What do you fucking do, Baltimore? You know, I'm not even a Baltimore fan, and that pisses me off. At least my team got weapons. They just don't have a quarterback to throw to them. See, and the thing is, they don't even need a top, a top uh, five receiver. Hell, top ten receiver. I don't think Scary Terry's a top ten. He's probably twelve to fifteen best receiver, but he's still damn good and much better than anything Lamar got. So. The Eagles got a damn good formula to win. Uh, their division, obviously much better than anybody predicted, but they've already smacked the Giants. They've beaten the Cowboys once. I believe they got one more go-round. Yep. But as of now, the Eagles are the top three team in the NFL. By the way, hot take, hot take for you, and this may sound ridiculous. I called it when Washington beat Philly. I got another hot take. Dallas is going to beat Philly. In round two, Dallas is going to beat them. 
<laughs> like, and don't, and I, I can tell you, because only because it's a divisional game. Dallas is playing lights out, even though for some fucking reason, you know, they just forgot that Houston was in town and whatever. And then it's like, you know, but the, the, the NFC East is just so weird. Like, we just beat each other up. And then this year, we're really good as a division, just beating everybody. But, yeah. See, I'm, I'm going to disagree with you there. Because the Cowboys not getting to the second round. They're going to find a way to lose in this first. I No, 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 no. Not the playoffs. I'm talking about they, they got to play them one more time. Oh, their second. Oh, their second go round against Philly. Hey, it's anyone's game. Yeah. For the simple fact, it's a division game. It, it, it's a get back game. And I believe it's in Dallas. It is, yes. And Dak is playing this time, which he didn't play last time. So, you, so you know, it's just. It's written in the stars for the Cowboys to win this, but it's been written in the stars for a lot of things to happen for them. Uh, unfortunately, a Super Bowl is not one of them. Yeah, the only stars that it's written is the one on their helmet because clearly the only, they don't the listen. One on the helmet in the field. That's you know, it. Been seeing stars for the last 10 years wishing about all them Super Bowls they ain't going to win. It's just, you know, Dallas going to find a way. Death taxes and Dallas finding a way. They're going to mess it up somehow. Cowboys gonna cowboy. You know, they really is. And they almost did this weekend. But we ain't even gonna talk about that. We ain't wasting our time. Anyway, you know. And they're not the only ones. It's, it's plenty of people. Like my like my boy Lawrence pointed out. Plenty of people have... It's been a lot of games. The NFL is the NFL for a reason. Like, these are all professionals. So, like, any dog can have his day. Anybody can beat anybody one time. As the Seattle had to. on a dog's ass every now and again. And that dog's ass this weekend was Carolina. Walked into Seattle with Sam Darnold. And beat the brakes off that fictional bird. Shit is crazy. Is a real bird Seahawk isn't a real bird? No, it, it's it's like a it's like a general thing. It's just like you know Seattle's right by the water, so it's like all the birds are a Seahawk is not like one specific thing. So it's kind of like being called waterfowl? Like, yeah, basically it's a waterfowl. Because <laughs> a fowl is a group of birds. Right. One kind of bird. Because like, bro, I don't know. Not that I thought Seahawks were real, but like, I didn't think they were fake either. Like, Cause it, It's not like a Jayhawk. Like, a Jayhawk sound like it's fake, like it's made up. Like, a Seahawk could be like, oh. Wait, Jayhawks are real? That's a real bird? No, a Jayhawk is a fictional bird as well. Oh, okay. See, see, no, see, because we was about to go down a whole nother rabbit hole. All right, I got you. See, now, I feel like Glorilla now. I feel like Glorilla. Foxes are real? <laughs> it's like, what's no, going on? It's like, we have seagulls. It would just make sense we have Seahawks, but yeah. a seagull can be a Seahawk kind of. Right. But either way, they all got fucked up by... Panthers, <laughs> all right. Big, big cats, you know. Um, yeah, it, it just, just. How are the Panthers doing this? They were supposed to be tanking. I, I wish I had an answer. <laughs> they were supposed. Usually, to. I could say, hey, I, I could usually say CMC just was doing CMC thing. He ain't not there. He ain't even there. <laughs> I have no answers for what Gino has. Gino didn't have his run game, so he looked average, I guess. But it's not like we thought Gino was paid. Man, he was just playing above his head. I was about to say, I think Gino's fairytale run might be over. It was a good run. It was 
it's something he can hang his hat on and say I was not a failure in his league. They but didn't hey, write me back. Like, the greatest, the greatest <laughs> interview ever. They tried to write me and I didn't write back. I didn't write. Back. <laughs> or they wrote me off and I didn't write back. I mean, my nigga been in the NFL at least eight years. That's a win in itself. Right. Because many people in his position wouldn't last lasted that long. So, yeah. And he's still got time. You know, it's not like the season's over. They're still in the playoff. I don't think they make it, but they're still in the playoff. And then the craziest thing is, they still don't have a top three pick. Thanks to Denver. That's just going to man. Pete Carroll is that guy. He knows what he's doing. He knew about Russell Wilson before the rest of us knew about Russell Wilson. He knew about Reggie Bush, and that's why he got the fuck up out of USC. But, hey, you can't deny the man has been successful. He's been successful everywhere he's went. He's one of the greatest football coaches of all time, not just college or pro. Football coaches. Him, Jimmy Johnson, because they both won at the pros and the, and, the, and college. And, and I'd argue Barry Switzer, but he won with Jimmy's time. <laughs> so, that, that was a that, that, that's like when the Warriors won the year after Mark Jackson left. Right. Like, that was Mark Jackson thing. Right. Yeah. You know, you was given a gold toilet and told, you know. All you got to do is not miss the toilet. Right. Just aim in the rim. Don't okay. piss in the wind. So, yeah. We saw that to say the Panthers were supposed to be tanking. And yet somehow that division is so god-awful. That a team that lines up a different quarterback every week. Hey, at this rate, I'm gonna be playing quarterback for them next week. Like this shit is ridiculous. You traded you 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 fired your coach, you know, then you traded the whole team away, basically. Well at least all the main pieces, like uh McCaffrey was gone. They couldn't find somebody for DJ Moore. This team has talent on it and yet still got rid of a bunch of it. Baker Mayfield got cut and he was trash even when he was playing. Sam Donald is Sam Donald. You got P.J. Walker out here winning games every now and then. Like I said, at some point, you and me are going to get calls to play quarterback down there. Man, and if anyone remembers the last time I played quarterback, it was not a pretty sight. It couldn't be worse than what they're doing right now. True. <laughs> you know And they still got crazy talent on that team, which is insane. They're just all young. Like, you got Jeremy Chin. You got Brian Burns. Chuba Hubbard's not awful. For anybody that saw him at Oklahoma State, he was really good. Uh, DJ Moore, for some reason, is still being held hostage. They didn't trade him. Um, Robbie Anderson is still doing his thing. Oh, no, he got traded. Robbie Robbie Anderson got traded because his friend lady left state. (sighs) Damn shame. Um, yeah, so it's, it's just, and yet that division as a whole, see, the NFC South is what everybody thought the NFC East is. The whole division is about, the whole division is below 500. That shit is horrendous. And the sad part is, somebody still gotta win it. Somebody still gotta win it. And right now, the Panthers are in first place. So that raises the question do you still put a banner up? If you finish the season seven and ten, yes, because we went seven nine. and nine and won the division and still got in the playoffs, bro. Fuck it, we fuck it, we ball. <laughs> fuck it, we ball. Can't can't argue. If there is two logics you cannot argue with in this life, it is fuck it, we ball and still hit. By the way, also if you look at the track record of of below five hundred teams in the playoffs, they win. I don't know about. 
I don't know about below, but I know a few years, you know, back in the gap with my man Philly Phil, the Chargers, we went to the playoffs eight and eight and won the game. Thanks. Shout out to Andy Dalton. So you're not wrong. Y'all went eight and eight. The Beast Quake, the Seahawks were seven and nine. Carolina won their division at seven and nine, and and won a playoff game. Numbers don't lie. I'm they just saying. I'm just saying. Yo, like people think just because they're seven and whatever, that's why I would be scared to death. Well, no, I wouldn't. Fuck Tom Brady. Um, but <laughs> just we've seen the track record. Like just because they're below five hundred doesn't mean whatever. For whatever reason, they keep getting in and actually winning games. It just. Tells you what you got to tell you that playoffs anybody can beat anybody one time because hey, and don't forget they're a divisional winner so they get home field advantage and they get home field advantage for one game. It's so it's just you know it's it's NFL football is such a hilarious sport in baseball you can win a hundred games and miss the playoffs entirely football you can get in at seven and ten and get a home game. Ain't this why we love sports? It's like, yo, like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's like, bro, come on now. That's, that's just so hilarious. Like, imagine you're a baseball player, and you won 110 out of 160 games, but you missed the playoffs because you didn't win your pendant. pendant. Or, also, you, or you that a wild card. That also has to do with how strong your division is. In baseball, too. Right. Traditionally, the AL East is always pretty damn strong. Like this year. Okay, we know most likely it's Yankees, Red Sox are going to take up number one, number two. The Blue Jays or the Rays fuck around, still win 95, 98 games, but hey, they got to sit out. The AL East this year was really strong to the point that the Baltimore Orioles finally got over 500 and were last place. Because that division, the four teams in front of them all made the playoffs. Well, not, not Boston. Not Boston. Ain't that a bitch? It sure the hell is. But we, 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 we switching off. So, that being said, it's just just a lot of games this weekend that just, you know, make you think about life in the NFL. You know, it's a weird thing with this final four-game stretch that we got coming up. It's, it's just really weird. It's a lot of weird shit going on. But we're going to tune in for all of it because we're down bad. Because why the fuck not? Why the fuck not? You know? What y'all going to do if I don't? <laughs> this, this is what you signed up for. So, yeah. Bring it on, man. Bring it on. Four games to go. We have reached my favorite part of the show. It's a show I like to call Big Time Plays of the Day, dedicated to the headlines in the rest of the world, sports and beyond, you know, because a lot of shit happened this week. And obviously the biggest story in sports that people have been following for something like 294 days now, Brittany Griner is finally home. You know? Uh, all we can say is we're thankful that an American black woman is home. She definitely did not deserve to be in prison the way that she did. She fucked up. She made a mistake. She ain't deserve to pay for a mistake this much. But in the world of trade, 
damn, we just got finesse. This was the this was an international Russell Wilson trade. This, this was Herschel Walker to the Vikings. <laughs> this good lord. They called this man the dealer of death. Merchant of death. Mer- merchant of death. Mer- does it matter? He no, it matters. It, the nickname matters in this case. <laughs> it matters. If, nickname, if, if they both end in death and they don't mean it in a theoretical sports sense, I don't think it does. They nicknamed this man Merchant of Death. He was the El Chapo of arms deals. This nigga was Victor Boot, by the way, is the man's name. That's, that's the man's name. He has been in prison for 15 years. He was... Anybody watch that Nicolas Cage movie? Um, it's a movie with Nicolas Cage. It's, it's called like... Ghost Rider? No, not that one. I mean, it probably could have been that one too, though. <laughs> but shit. I mean, he, he probably sold some arms to Ghost Rider. No, Ghost Rider ain't as dangerous as him. Not even close, honestly. Ghost Rider. See, he would be one of the people Ghost Rider would have to send back to hell. Thanks. Like, no, Victor Boot is crazy. And he lived all over the country. He had assets everywhere. He. And you. Tra- this is a man that multiple previous administrations refused to trade for prisoners. Obama wouldn't even trade him for his mom. They're like, we have your mom in captivity. Obama's like, she keep her. Oh, yeah, yeah, no. We, uh, we have Michelle in custody. Well, great. Anything. Victor Booth. You, all right. You're good. Hey, you know what? A- ask her to make you some meatloaf. She good at that. Uh, oh, no. Look, I'm not down with that. I don't think that that will work out. Um, I want you to know, you ain't getting this nigga back. I'm going to just tell you, they had like that. Anyway, but yeah, no, no. So it's just, it's just, yeah, no, no. But I mean, not to say that we would have, you know, this all clearly jokes, the jokes over facts. But I'm going to tell you what. Imagine, right, for people that are not familiar with politics and just don't follow this shit at all. Look at it like this, all right? Imagine. I'm trying to think of something. Hmm. Imagine trading for. Imagine trading LeBron. It is prime. Derrick imagine Rose trading Miami LeBron for Derrick Rose on the Knicks. Okay, no, 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 no. Okay, hold on. Imagine trading. Okay, I'm trying to think of something real. Hold on. Hmm. Got it. Got it. I got it. So, what? Just from a coaching standpoint, right? Imagine, right? Yeah, he, like you said, trading Miami LeBron for Rasheed Wallace. And you know what? We like Rasheed. We love Rasheed. Rasheed was a damn good player. The Pistons probably don't win. That ring without him. But he ain't LeBron. Celtics Rasheed Wallace. Ah, oh, damn. All right. See, now that was, that was disrespectful. I, I was going to He was still decent, though. He was still decent with the Celtics. But I'm, I'm just like, bro, this trade was horrible. But I will say, they were up against it. Now, the one thing I will say, I said, people are upset 
that um, the guy that didn't get brought back home there was an American named Paul Willen, who was, I guess, initially part of trade talks, and they just weren't going to be able to bring him home. And a lot of conservatives are predictably upset about it because Biden, fuck Biden. Michael Parsons among them. I don't know if he's conservative or not, but he just, you know, fuck Biden and stuff. Which, you know, I'm not here to defend Joe Biden because fuck him. But my thing is, he's not a Marine. <laughs> it's like, I don't know if you've seen it. He was dishonorably discharged. Dishonorably discharged for espionage. Let's start. Let's for start. espionage. <laughs> and he was spying. All this girl did was have a weed cartridge. Like, what the fuck do y'all think was going to happen? Which we said from the get-go, hey, that was a mistake on her part, but it it was it didn't deserve a bit. And anybody that was paying attention knew this was a political move because Putin was up against it when he invaded Ukraine. The whole world was turning on him. He had no leverage whatsoever. He needed to get got. He needed to get it back. He needed to get back. He needed to lick back. He just happened to luck in the ground. It could have been LeBron. It could. That's the other thing. People, please respectfully shut the fuck up. LeBron James arguably would have been in more danger. They they might not have even negotiated. They would have negotiated more for LeBron. They would have treated him like Paul Willis. They would have said, "Hey, we we need we need our Merchant of Death back and give us Shaq." I don't know what Shaq got to do with anything, but you got to give him to us. You got to relink. You got to give Reggie Bush's Heisman back. Oh no, you can keep him. Nah, that's too that's too much. You no no y'all can have him no. It's like, yeah, like people were like, and I get the, uh, it was somewhat good intentions when people say it like, oh, if, 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 we were Le- uh, if it were LeBron, would he be home already? No, he would still be over there. He might not come back for like 10 years. No, look, like you said, Putin was up against the wall also for the fact he was losing. He's still losing. And if you don't have to know shit about politics, shit about to know what's going on, to know, hey, if they have not taken over this country that is much smaller, much poorer, and has much less military power, they are taking an L. People are getting fucked up. So, and y'all, y'all know when you start beating a dude in one-on-one or you start playing 21, he's, he just start fouling, he, he start doing all, but that's what Putin needs. He had to do a bunch of unnecessary shit. Or you know the dude that you punch him in the face and they just sitting there laughing at you taking the punches? That's Ukraine. Hey. It's just like Ukraine is go it's like that one episode of SpongeBob where the dude was trying to bully him. And I'm gonna kick him. your butt. Duh, duh, I'm gonna kick your butt until he realized, duh. oh, I don't feel none of this shit. Like, yeah, like what the fuck you know, but but that that's our that's our political contributions for the day. We're gonna get into some more. We talked about it earlier, but like I said, this in terms of in terms of trades, this was just like from a sports standpoint. You saw the guy; they tried it in Madden and got rejected. Like <laughs> this is horrible. It's a horrible trade, but thankfully Britney's home now. Clearly, it's gonna cost people a lot more lives now because Victor Boot is back on the streets. Oh, little tank, tank. It's it's a damn, damn shame. And speaking of damn shames, the Yankees folded like cardboard paper after, on Christmas Day. 
and gave Aaron Judge a deal. He was one foot out the door. He was a San Diego Padre. And they said, nope, we're going to bring him back. He was this close. What else were they supposed to do? He had the greatest season in in, in uh, American League history. He, he'll fuck around and actually win the home run king cleanly. No, no, no. Yeah, no. This... This isn't an indictment on the Yankees. I'm saying for Aaron Judge's point, I was so sure he was gone. I mean, right up until the midnight hour. I swore he was. But you know what? Then we realized, when was the last time the Yankees lost somebody? That's true. Yeah, everybody else just retires. They don't don't be losing people. Exactly. That would have looked bad. The only time you leave the Yankees is when they trade you. Uh, because you ain't shit no more or you just retired because you done done your part. The last time the Yankees lost a dude to free agency was over a decade ago in Robinson Cano. And he don't even count because we've seen how his career has gone. And you know, that's because he went to Seattle and took the money. And, and the drugs. Good. And nothing good comes out of Seattle and baseball if your name is not Ichiro. Or Ken Griffey. Griffey don't count. He 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 subsides all that. <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing. Everybody in baseball takes the money. That's that's the thing I'm saying. Aaron Judge decided to be different, and he said legacy over dollars. He's stupid as hell because there's no way I'm turning down 361 guaranteed dollars to be 200 with the Yankees to lose to the fucking Astros every year again. So you telling me I'm getting paid? more money than any other major American sport that has the least amount of strain on my body. And I would get to live in sunny San Diego, which is still a nice-ass place to live. I don't think it's as nice as New York, but it's warm. The part of San Diego he would be living in absolutely is nicer than New York. I mean... No, he ain't living in no bitch ass park city. Right, no, he ain't he ain't living where Reggie Bush lived. Nah, he, hell, he he's not even <laughs> living living where uh, Philip Rivers used to live. Yeah, hell no, no, no. He he would live in the Junior Seau part. He'd live in Beachside next to the water. He is living where the Chargers owners live. That that's where yes. he's at. Yes, he will. Exactly. He's gonna be living over there. And it's fucking ridiculous that he said, No, I'm gonna spend nine years in New York. Which is not a problem. I mean, New York is a cool place in the summertime. But it's like... Hey, base, baseball's a summer sport. He ain't got to be there before March. That's true. That's true. You notice he was in Tampa Bay before he signed the deal. He was talking to Tom Brady. He ain't in New York. Hey, and you know what? You know where, they, where the Yankees have spring training? Florida. In Florida. <laughs> they really... Why you bullshit? He don't have to be in New York until the season starts. And right. when the season starts, it's spring. It's nice outside. Yep. Well, not in New York. I mean, it's semi-nice. <laughs> I was about to say, yeah, no, no, yeah, no. It ain't blizzard weather, no, boat. Right. No, well, no. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Defense, yeah. But that just gives leaves San Diego with more opportunity to re-sign Juan Soto, which they have to. Because of either, either re-sign him or win a championship with him. Because... He got he got one year left. He hits free agency this year. Him and Shohei. This free agency class is gonna be crazy. I just need. I don't care where Shohei goes. I don't know where he's gonna go. But his bitch has need to get up out of L.A. Right. 
No, maybe he need to go to LA. He need to get out of Anaheim. And you know what? While we taking shots at the Angels, allow me to to inform y'all why the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim are the worst named franchise in all the sports. They and the worst run. For all y'all who don't speak Spanish, you may not be in the Spanish-speaking part of the country and or the world. Captain Scully, do you know what the word Los Angeles means in English? The Angels. So they named their team the Angels, the Angels of Anaheim. The Angels, Angels. No, not the Angels, Angels. It's the Angels, the Angels. Because they're the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Oh, so they sound like Porky Pig when they stop. The, 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 the Angels? Uh, uh, angels? Yes! Like, what in the Looney Tunes is going... Why, why y'all do this? The, 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 the face ain't. What The Angels in the outfield ain't die for this. You know who did die for... Never mind. Let me not go there. I'm not going to do that. You, you know what I was going to say. No, not, not Carl Malone. No, no, no. You've been following the Angels over the last three years? Ooh. I ain't even going to say it. We ain't getting canceled. Nope. Rest in peace, Tyler Skaggs. But, um, anyway. So... I'm going to tell you, um, the Angels are the worst run organization in sports. In any sport. Period. Next to the Commanders. The Angels and Commanders I, are right up there. It's horrible. I don't know, man. The, a, the A's are up there. No, the A's at least used to be competitive. The Angels have been horrible. The Angels... The Angels... Let, let, me, let me break this down to you. Let me break this down to you, alright? Look, look at this. Look at this. I'm going to show you this. Look. Three Hall of Famers have walked through Los Angeles. Do you know how many playoff series they have all won combined? You know, you know how many in fourteen years? Two. Two series, not 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 championships. Series appearances. Two appearances. They don't even get there. They don't even get there. Like what is? You got that. Then you got the whole Tyler Skaggs situation. Rest in peace to him. Like you kept you you got your your president of directions being a drug dealer and giving people cocaine and 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 and, and, and fentanyl and and getting locked up for it. Then you get this shit and he's finally selling. Good fucking riddance because that city has been through enough. It's terrible. Mike Trout don't care about nothing but money. <laughs> You know, and why else would he? I mean, shit. He obviously he, he said, "Look, that I realized I wasn't gonna win years and years ago, so I might as well get paid for it." Cash in and live in Southern California for life, and just rack up as much stats as possible and see what where on the all time list they put. Because it ain't no way that I would... as of now, Mike Trout is like eh, top twenty five greatest player of all time. Which is crazy, because he's one of the only ones up there that don't have nothing to show for it. Nothing. Fucking nothing. Just crazy. And he's going to be there for life, because he signed that extension. So it's like, bro. In a league with zero salary cap. And damn near no free agency. Of all all places to sign, 
Now, there's plenty of guys who say it's for the love of the game and this and that. There's two guys I know who say, hey, fuck that, it's about the money. Their names are Mike Trout and Floyd Mayweather. And Robinson Cano. But I will say. So, so, you know, we going to pretend he cared about the game. But the Yankees got more money than anybody. So it's about the money. (laughs) Let's stop. The Yankees can pretend. You can play for the Yankees and pretend like you love the game because you play for the Yankees. But come on now. The Yankees get the benefit of of the fact because of Derek Jeter. Yeah, but he ain't walking through that door. He he not. But come on, you can't say nothing negative about Derek Jeter in the Yankees. No, no, no. But that that that's what I'm saying. After him, like yeah, he the the prestige that he gave the Yankees. Well, they had it before him, but like it in the 2000s, the prestige that the Yankees have is because of uh, because of uh, Derek Jeter. Like because of him. Everybody that plays for the Yankees, it's like, oh, you know, Derek Sheeter and the Yankees and 27 championships and blah, 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 blah. It's about the money. I get that. Biggest market in the country. And they, they ain't won a championship in a decade now. Yeah, it's been, it's been a decade. <laughs> it's been a decade. 2009, I think. 2009 was the last championship they won. Like, oh, yeah, you know, for the love of the game, the championships, and we're going to win this. The Astros beat y'all over and over. Four consecutive years. You get beat by a team whose best player is five foot seven And 39 years old. And I'm being generous with five foot seven. Just, 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 just. And, and we're talking shit about them. And still lost. Got swept. Talking all that shit before the season got swept. This is just crazy. This is ridiculous. Why are we talking shit about the Yankees? We got to move on. All right. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about the from the world's most loved, the most beloved sport in the world. Obviously, America's pastime doesn't matter anymore. It's the world's pastime. The World Cup is down to its final two matches, its final four teams. You know, I want to say, Brazil, you bitch ass niggas. You folded like cookout chairs against Croatia. You, uh, you know, shout out to Messi and Argentina. There, the hope is still alive. Also, shout out to Morocco for putting on for Africa. Hey, look, we we not gonna sit here and pretend that that we care about soccer that much. We're not, but you know what? I care every four years. Every four years, I was rooting for Croatia a little bit simply because that could. I got some homies in Croatia. They said they'd give me some citizenship. So, you know, that's that's a big deal for Jamal because, you know, I almost get deported every time I leave the country. That's a different story. Are there any black people in Croatia? That's not the point. I'm going to hustle on the basketball court. No, I'm asking. I'm asking. I don't know. I'm seriously asking. No, there are no black people in Croatia. (laughs) This is Eastern Europe. Oh, yeah, you're right. Eastern Europe. Yeah, no. This All the the E's and inches. No, but I'm gonna be like the black boat cruise in that bitch. I'm oh, gonna yeah. go hustle on the basketball court. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah I'm from the east side of Europe. <laughs> yeah, you like, know, uh, south, south side of Croatia. Right, but yeah, yeah, and also again, shout out to Morocco for holding it down for the African countries. You know, because France steals all Nigeria's best players. We all know that. Not just Nigeria. They they stole Nigeria, Senegal, Cameroon, pretty much all the colonies. Colony that speak French, they stole your best players. And for Morocco to be in it at this point, because you know what? If there are two places where racism, classism, and all that shit gets equaled out, it is on this World Cup field. Exactly. Unless 
the one thing, it, it, and it sometimes it's by force because you know FIFA don't let you protest. So like, yeah, that they try that, but it's like, bro, Morocco really actually like is holding the flag high too. They're the first African nation ever to reach the semifinals, which is kind of sad to think about. I mean, if you don't count France in 2018, no, and then the, the whole <laughs> team is my color. The whole team was niggas. It was just all niggas. Whole team, there was no one named Francois or Pierre on that bitch. Killian, their best player's name is Killian. If this nigga's name was, there were niggas named Chinadu and Mokum on that team. I would hear Their best player's name is Killian, and the other best player's name was Paul in 2018. He's not here this year, but in 2018. See, I, I don't know if there's really a nigga named Chinadu, but I know that's a Nigerian name. And it ain't even just Nigeria, though. That's the thing. Like, bro, like we said, Senegal, Papua New Guinea, Cameroon. It's just like, like every French colony you can think of got representation on that French team. Oh, it, it was really just which one of you niggas can kick a ball real good? And right. Half the country raised their hands. Well, I think we're doing a good job recruiting. We're doing a good job here. Yep, we're doing a good job. And they're playing against, like I said, Morocco, who first African nation, first Arab nation. In a World Cup in the Middle East, you know, so oh, it's just like. So, I, I got to nip this in the bud. I got to give y'all, you know, a little geography lesson. Morocco is not the Arab nation. Do not let people lie to you. It's fucking exactly. Because 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 the the, whole, the media was trying it. You, they can try all they want to be Arab, be Arabian. You have to be located on the Arabian Peninsula. Those are the countries all around Saudi Arabia. And Omen and all those other countries that stick out of the Bahrain and Qatar and Morocco is on the whole other side of Africa. They are not Arab. They tried that with Morocco. They tried with Egypt. It's like no, nigga, they are African. <laughs> Stop it. No, no, they. You have the Islamic population in Morocco because they are North Africa, and North Africa is. Does have a lot of Muslims. That's kind of where their religion comes from. Right. But that does not make them Arab. Get your shit together. Come join Jamal for class. I got you covered. Well, no, there are a handful of Arabs, though. Handful. I mean, I mean, yes, but that does not make them an Arab country. Same with Algeria. They try that with Algeria too. Like, oh yeah, fucking Arabs are not. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Nothing wrong. That's it's just like, Arab doesn't mean you're not African. Yeah, that, that's like saying. The United States has plenty of black people, but it in itself is not a black country. Right. Not yet. It's getting there. That's why they're so scared now. And we're working on it. That's, that's another <laughs> we story. Working that's on it. That's another story for another day. Point is, Morocco, the other, th- the other thing that makes Morocco's run even better is that they ended Portugal's run. And you know who plays for Portugal? One of the most arrogant fucking pricks in the world, Cristiano Ronaldo. Even though he's the GOAT, though. Cristiano he, he is the GOAT, though. He is one of the ghosts, though. He is the ghost. He is the ghost. The man owns an oh, island. Ghost. He owns an island. I mean, Scully, what ghosts aren't arrogant? Jordan, uh, Brady, whether you LeBron arrogant as fuck. He's just better at hiding it than Jordan. He's much calmer with his. Ronaldo literally walks into a room and is like, I am fucking immortal. Ronaldo walks into a room. It just points at everyone and says, you a bitch, you a bitch, you a bitch, messy, you cool, I just don't like you right now, you a bitch, you a bitch. These coaches can't coach me. This man ran himself out of Manchester United. 
ran himself out of Manchester United and now is about to sign a deal in Saudi Arabia for 200 fully guaranteed million dollars per year not over the course of four per year no per year per. he will fuck around and play one season and fuck, he'll go fucking join the LA Galaxy because why the fuck not right he said fuck human rights I got my money <laughs> like no no, bro. It's fuck oil money. I'm here with it. <laughs> it's like, nah, bro. That shit is crazy. That shit is crazy. He owns an island. How many athletes own an island? None of them got the money. I mean, the closest thing the athletes I know have to owning an island is Darrell Revis and his. <laughs> if you know, you know. If you know, you know. Like, if you know, you know. And he don't even he don't even pay rent there. He just got the island just sitting there. Everybody else come and collect. So yeah, that's what I'm we, we talking about, bro. Crazy book of money, but yeah, World Cup is getting crazy. Obviously, I am rooting for an Argentina Morocco final. I, I feel like most of the watching world is at this point, because everybody either wants to see Messi win it all or they want to see Morocco win it all. And I'd be perfectly fine with Messi winning it all. It, it, again, it, it's like seeing another. It's another goat. Winning it all. It's like watching, I don't know, fucking Tim Duncan or somebody. Right. And then, and then Morocco, hey, I'm a nigga. We, I want Soon be I'm rooting for everybody that's black for the most part. There are some exceptions to that rule. I'm sorry, Wale, but we got to give some people exceptions. Yes, we do. We do. I root for everybody black, which is also why I wouldn't mind French repeating. And it's too late for that. <laughs> no, no, no. France has got a chance. They're playing Morocco. Nah, we gotta no. Also, it's hilarious because like so France beat England and like anybody that's followed England football or soccer I guess in this case, it's like the, the black players always kinda get abused racially whenever they lose. <laughs> and so like if you like on TikTok or Twitter or anything, they Harry Kane basically missed the game time what would have been like the game time penalty kick. And so now they were like all the like black Brits and stuff were joking because they were like they were making like somebody was doing a praise dance because they were like all oh, the English media can't blame the black players anymore now they gotta blame Harry Kane. <laughs> <laughs> can't blame the nigga for that The one guy, uh, the video I saw that was the funniest. It was, I gotta send it to you, but this joke was hilarious. They were like writing headlines, and the guy was like, "Oh, they missed out." Just like their dads. <laughs> it's just like, bro. It's like, no, the English media really is horrible. Like, the bitches are racist. And, and you know fun. what? England just has a history, like a 500-year history of whooping France's ass. So I bet, you know, this one kind of, a little payback, you know? Right. They get I know they get tired of these 1776 jokes, and France get tired of the hell, whole history of their country jokes. You know? France is the lone original empire left. They are the lone colonial power left. You know, technically Argentina isn't a colonial power, but there are no niggas in Argentina for obvious reasons, ethnic cleansing, and they were uh, aiding uh, Nazis. But <laughs> there is no England. France is the only colonial power left. And that's why we root for Morocco. Exactly. Even though France has got all niggas. 
None of them were there. It doesn't matter. I'll be bad for them if they lose. Exactly. But right now, we just gonna go for the Kanye. Exactly, exactly. And speaking, and you you mentioned this. Um, we root for everybody black, but like you said, some people need exceptions. And this next segment is dedicated to one of those people. Because of all of the niggas that need an exception to the rules, don't nobody I know root for Herschel Walker. Not even Georgia fans. And obviously, y'all did what y'all had to do in Atlanta, I mean, in uh, Georgia, because he lost to Raphael Warnock, and now Republicans discarded him like an old condom. Which is what he should have done instead of paying for all them damn abortions. But that's just me. Being a Texan, I've got a lot of heat online and from my other friends not from the state about the way we've been voting and the way we've been treating people and all the bullshit that's happened in this state over the past few years. And all of them are valid criticisms. But damn it, had Herschel Walker won this alert, hey, all my Georgia people, you gotta come sit with me. You gotta come sit with me and take your talking to about the dumbasses in your state. I mean, they already do, because Brian Kemp is a two-term governor. Governor. Yes, but governor and senator, like, that's Texas levels of fucking up. Never be Texas levels of fucking up. That's true. Same with Florida, because... Death Santis, bitch ass nigga. He's just the most punchable face. He's just like you know. There's a lot of conservatives that have that, but there's like a handful of conservatives like you just want to whoop their ass when you see them in person. Bro, it's Florida. I'm not gonna punch him. I'm just gonna throw an alligator at him, and whatever happens, happens. Or shoot him because open carry state. Yes, too easy. You know, I I got to I don't know. I got to declare mutual combat. Speaking of combat, them boots he had, them bad bitch boots. Hey, bad bitch boots. Trump could never. That joke. Roy Wood is funny, bro. Hey, that, that, funny that, that was just a quick Texas joke. Uh, we got this law here that's called mutual combat that literally means if the two parties agree to throw hands, as long as there's a witness that's saying you're agreeing to it, all you got to do is declare mutual combat and a cop cannot... I'll arrest you. There will be no charges pressed. See, I, I, I don't mind that because I'm tired of people running from ass whoopings, you know? See, see, and that's the thing. It's fair, it's legal, and you have a witness and both parties have to have to agree. That's true, that's true. What if somebody lies and said they were coerced into agreeing? How do you get coerced into an ass kicking? And that's why you have to have a witness. Exactly. No, but that's the thing. They'd be like, yeah, the witness come over there and it's like, oh, intimidation. Shit crazy. And that... And that's called you just got scared. Or that's called Herschel Walker and all his ex girlfriends. Anyway, um, you know he should have paid. He should have. He should have paid for condoms. That costs less money than abortions. Condoms, so <laughs> much cheaper you know, than abortions. So but much you cheaper. Want one and not the other. You know. Now. You know. It's just crazy. It's really crazy. I, I am a and and, and and you know he can't uh and, 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 and you know uh uh uh. uh. This man fought harder to cross the goal line than he did to complete a full sentence. His CTE is 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 going blow for blow. This shit is I've never seen a man he represented every negative stereotype possible. I mean every single one. There is not one stereotype left unchecked with Ursula Walker. All of them. Not a single I just know he can't read above a third grade level. It I can't. Know he can. It's not possible. Like like, bro, literally, it is very rare. There is a handful of black people that meet every possible stereotype. 
and half of them are on Boondocks. You know, and I will pull a 50 cent card. I will pay Herschel Walker $100,000 to read a full page of the Harry Potter book without messing up. You know, I'm trying to think, who, who is it? Now that I'm thinking about it, who is in that group? Herschel Walker's in there. I feel like Kanye West is dangerously teetering. He, he's dangerously getting You know, uh, and I'm talking every possible stereotype, not just like a handful. I'm talking like every one of them. Kanye and Herschel are up there. Those two are up there. Uh, let me see. Let me dip in the pool here. Hmm. Um, NBA Young Boy is definitely one of them. Yep, there we go. Um, I'm going to round it out with the top five. So that's three. Second, the fourth one? Um, Antonio Brown. I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say every, we can't put him in the top five, but damn it, Kyrie is tweeting, he's teetering that line. No, no, he's only met Hotep. (laughs) He's only met Hotep. He didn't meet the other ones yet. No, because Kyrie, I know Kyrie can reach. He just read the wrong shit. Stop reading YouTube. He, he reads pages. a lot of wrong shit. I know <laughs> Yeah, no, he definitely reads. It was one thing Kyrie Irving does is read. It's just don't be reading the room. But like he reads. He's a Antonio Brown, definitely in there. Oh, Antonio Brown might be one. He might be above him and Herschel. Because Herschel, I mean, good lord, Herschel is like straight out of a uh, straight out of a uh, you know one of them old storybooks that are based off racism. He's the reason a Boondocks episode would be made. If, he we, if is, we still had John Witherspoon, R.I.P., he we would have a whole a whole Boondocks episode about him. The only thing missing with him is the watermelon and fried chicken because everything else is right on the money. I'm surprised he didn't eat. Uh, a fried chicken leg while he was delivering one of his speeches. You know, it's crazy. It's crazy. But we're going to move on from talking shit about Herschel Walker because life is kicking his ass enough. And we are going to move on to more feel-good stories. Well played. Now, obviously, Herschel Walker lost, and that is a good thing. Elsewhere in the country, Arkansas, shout out to Jalen Smith, youngest black mayor in the U.S. Hopefully he gets some uh, shit done. He was twenty-four. No, he was eighteen. Eighteen. Now I don't know what the hell possessed you to want to be mayor at eighteen, but damn it, my brother, go do your thing. Arkansas is a hard place to get through. Arkansas is either all black or all white. It just it, it, that, there's literally no other in between. And it's at eighteen, damn it, go make a difference in this world. For all of you who just think that vote don't matter or think that you can't make a difference in the world, quit your bitch. He is a literal child and he's doing more than you. So I don't want to hear it. He's not even old enough to drink, but he's old enough to make laws. We love it. You know? And plus, this is our world we're going to be living in. Why not have younger leaders in here? I'm tired of these old ass farts in office that don't. That ain't gonna be here for none of the repercussions of the shit that they put past. I'm tired of it. You know? That's, that's your biggest problem. Nobody within the age where this shit is actually gonna affect you cares enough. But we let these old Social Security stab you in the neck and watch the dust come out, motherfuckers. They make all the decisions for shit that has nothing to do with them. It's niggas in Congress that have Alzheimer's. That is not acceptable. 
That is not acceptable. Why are you 90 years old in Congress? What the fuck are you doing? There are niggas, there are niggas in Congress so old, they were there when niggas were not allowed to be in Congress. There were people that were in office when niggas were three-fifths of human beings. There, I'm, I'm pretty sure there are people in office when Christopher Columbus landed here. Exactly. And he didn't land here. That should tell you how long he didn't land here. He really did. He probably probably wasn't even in 1492. The ocean probably wasn't even blue. It was probably gray. That hole was green as fuck. Right. It was still grass. Shit crazy. You know? But else, where I gotta move on, I gotta be a little bit of a homer for a second. Because the DMV area has had a lot of football talent come out of it, for those that know. We're just not as big as Texas or California, but we do produce a lot of football talent. Yet, unlike Texas and California, we didn't have any Heismans to show for it. Until now, Caleb Williams, first D.C. native, or DMV native, whatever you want to call him, first native of the D.C., Maryland, Virginia area to win the Heisman. Gonzaga High School graduate. Shout out to Washington, D.C. We on the map, finally. I told y'all about that boy before the season started. Look, I am proud of Caleb Williams. I don't like his bitch ass of a coach, but I will never dislike a college kid for just going out and doing what's best for him. Because as a young man trying to make money playing the most dangerous game on the planet, he has every right to do so. And look, the Heisman field, it was weird this year, but damn it, somebody got to win. And I'm not going to take no victory away from it. I will say that they were just being lazy with the voting because they just wanted to have quarterbacks. I mean, there are so many non-quarterback guys that were deserving. Marvin Harrison Jr. should have been in New York. Yes. Like, there was no reason he wasn't on that stage in New York. There's none. None. And this is my gripe with the Heisman Trophy. If this is supposed to be the best player in the country, the best player does not always play on the best team. We've established that. The NBA has this down pat. The NBA has this understood that, hey, you don't even have to make the fucking playoffs to be the MVP. That doesn't mean because it is a team game. And football, damn sure, is more of a team game. So there's no reason that you should have to be a top four, top five team to even be considered for the Heisman. That's just bullshit. You know, and on top of that, you don't have to be an offensive player. I'm so sick of them acting like defense doesn't matter. You know? Now, some of the defensive players that have been nominated in recent years are not good enough in my opinion. But there's no reason Tyron Matthews shouldn't have a Heisman Trophy in his locker room. There, there should be a Heisman Trophy sitting in Tyron Matthews' house to this day. And I will fight it to the death. People want to sit here and act like, oh, he didn't play offense. I don't give a fuck. Anybody that watched LSU in 2011... I rant about this every chance I get. Every time we talk about the Heisman, I'm a bad Tyler Matthews. Should have won it. Robert Griffin Jr. is great. Robert Griffin III is great. We all know MVP award. They need to rename MVP award to just Offensive Player of the Year award. Because that's all that it is. At least in the NFL, they recognize it's like, look, MVP either goes to running back or quarterback. We all know. But at least there is a differential between Defensive Player of the Year. You know, I, I actually did the numbers on this because I was looking it up for an OTL piece down the road. Did you know from 1983 to 2000, 13 
of the Heisman Trophy winners in that period, there were 13 winners that weren't quarterbacks from 1983 to 2000. From 2000 to 2022, three. Um, and they all were Derrick, from Alabama. Derrick Henry, Devontae Smith. Oh, oh, I know this. I know this. Um, he played for the Saints. Mark Ingram. There you go. There you go. Them the only three non-quarterbacks since 2000. Them the only three. No, no, that's not correct. Since 2000, are we forgetting a very, very important guy who won it in 2005? Shit, you right. Yep, yep. Four. Okay, four. So four and since 2000, you have four. Yep. That's the other thing. I'm also sick of the Heisman trying to pretend like Reggie Bush doesn't exist. You can't ignore it. I hate that's one dumbass thing about the NCAA. You can try to put an asterisk by it in the record books. We saw it. it. It'd be different if this was like the 30s and the 40s and there wasn't a lot of video to actually record it. Real Reggie Bush highlights are still some of the highest viewed highlights ever. And that's the, that's the thing. Some of these Heisman Trophy winners won before video, before integration. Hey. If we, if we put an asterisk on anything, let's go back to baseball rules. Like I, I said, can't take a, I can't take an award away from you, but damn it, we sure can put an asterisk by it. We can delegitimize. You want to put an asterisk by? Oh, he gets an asterisk because you, you paid his mama's rent? Well, what about this guy that called his teammate a nigger? What about this guy who is the fastest player in, in the league with no niggers? Like, remember, I, remember I, got, I got flack on your show when I did it, but I told y'all. Fuck Bear Bryant. Fuck all them teams. Because the niggas, bruh, they did not play with niggas. They did not play with niggas. And when they played an all-Negro team, you saw what happened to them. You saw what USC did to them when they walked into Tuscaloosa and beat that ass with a team full of black players. They said, you know what? Maybe we need to get a few of these niggas on. We don't want no color play. Oh, my goodness. Get some color play. Damn. Damn, that was Thank you. Was he one of the players? Was that an animal? I don't care. I want one. Jerry Jones and his Aryan race squad of 1957. But I'm supposed to put an asterisk next to Reggie Bush's name? Get out of here. Man, for the people who are all outraged about about uh, Jerry Jones, he's a white man in his 80s. Why are we surprised? No, no, no. Not, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about his Arkansas team in 57 with him and Jimmy Johnson. But no niggas on that team. Niggas. We know we know Jimmy Johnson fuck with niggas. Yeah. We we know for a fact Jimmy Johnson loves. And Jerry Johnson like Jerry niggas Jones. too. The ones that make money. Jerry Johnson. Jerry Jones. I mean, but Jerry Jones, like why why aren't you giving flack about Jerry for being at that route? Jerry is a white man from Arkansas in his eighties. I'd be more shocked if he wasn't there. I'd be shocked if he actually was telling the truth that he was just there out of curiosity. I, I would be very... Because there were plenty of white folks that were curiously watching hangings and lynchings. It doesn't exhaust I mean, Two things can be true. Two things can be true, yeah. You're like, what the hell? Why is he hanging from a tree like that? I they, mean, they did I'm, what now? Oh, wow. I, I mean, I'm not going to stop him, but damn. Well, I think that, uh, that uh, you know... Uh, it 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 was um like spit it out, Jerry. Good lord. You know, and he should have ran faster. If he was a cowboy, this wouldn't happen. 
I think that uh, he's a very fine young man, but uh, uh, but we, he's not the type of uh, of uh, coach that uh, uh, you know. He's he's a fine boy, uh, but but um, but uh, he's not the boy for me. You know, and uh, if anybody has uh, something uh, to say about, all right, Jerry, damn, just taking forever. You see how long it took to say that? Why are we talking about Jerry Jones anyway? He's on text. I don't know. Anyway, we're gonna end the show with a game. You know, we always end with games, and this week is a special one. Obviously. Bowl season is basically underway as of this weekend. I will be in Atlanta for the Celebration Bowl, so if anybody is there, hope to see you there. But it's bowl season, so obviously the most outrageous time of year because half of these bowls shouldn't exist. And the names that people come up with for these bowls are even crazier. So, Mr. D1 Ignite University Dean of Admissions, I have to ask you, if you own the naming rights to a bowl game, what was you naming? Oh, you already know that it is going to be the Ignit City um, what else? The Ignit City what bowl? The, the, the Grand Prairie Ignit City Bowl. It, it, it'll be the Grand Prairie Ignit City Epic Bowl because that's who's sponsoring all of our shit. So, the Grand Prairie the Grand Prairie City Epic Bowl presented by Applebee's in the GP Pimps. Keep <laughs> we are here. Our, our, our bowl gifts, we give everybody GP Pimp jerseys. Exactly, and you have to celebrate after every. When you get up, you have to do you have to do thrust pelvic thrust when you when you get a sack and when you score, the, like the key and peel jump. And, and, and we do not give unsportsmanlike penalties. For three thrusts. Actually, you have to do at least three thrusts or you will get unsportsmanlike penalties. And in this bowl game, you can drive your weight into a quarterback because that's how how the fuck else are you supposed to hit a quarterback? You know? But that's just the In this game, the quarterback signed up to play football like every fucking body else. This bowl is like throwbacks in the two thousands. You're gonna watch these and it's gonna be hits across the middle and all of that shit. We gonna put the fear of God in receivers like we used to back in the day. Nowadays, receivers ain't scared enough to go across the middle anymore. And you know what? Now, if you talk shit to a ref, a ref can drop his whistle and throw hands. You right. got twenty seconds. Do what you gotta do. Coach, get up in my face. I'm a bitch. Back up. Back the fuck up. Ain't gonna be no fines. Anyway, that's your bowl. My bowl right here. Okay. Let's see. Let me see. Let me see right here. Let's see. The Department of Motor Vehicle. No, I'm just playing. No, this is the end. No, love that. Uh, look right here, right here. Look right here. The the fact that I didn't think about this, I'm really sitting here. Um, the Roku. Nigga, just look at that shit. <laughs> no, yeah, no, no, fuck it, no. All right. The the Carl Malone. Invitational Bowl. Why? Why are we doing? Because I'm inviting Carl Malone to come so he can get his ass beat. <laughs> Do you have to be at least 18 to be to participate? No, 18 is too old. <laughs> you know, you know, chill, chill. All right, no, we getting in trouble. Stop. Right. <laughs> you know, you got to be under the age of 18, and 
you gotta be never mind. All right, no, no. You gotta be anti-vaxer and a Mormon. <laughs> you so, know? so the entire student body of BYU. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and Liberty and Liberty University too. Are they Mormons at Liberty? No, they're just ant. They're the Jerry Falwell's yeah, the president, so yeah, they're just anti-vax. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. You know that that's the bowl game. Liberty is gonna play in, and they're gonna play against Eastern Washington. It's a lot of weird people in the state of Washington. It's crazy. Man, <laughs> Seattle is a weird ass place. Anti-vaccine movement began there, even before it was cool, even before it was popular, before COVID, when everybody used to be anti-vaccine. It was it was taboo, and now it's popular. It's crazy. Hey, st- Stupidity was the real pandemic. The stupidity bowl. You know? You gotta bring in your Kyler you gotta bring in your Kyrie Irving approved DVD. With <laughs> with your Dr. Umar Kufi. The Dashiki you know? is optional. And and it is absolutely mandatory for you to bring in an email address so that you can get your YouTube page so that you can do your proper research. Hold on. You can't forget the most important part. You gotta walk in wearing a pair of Yeezys. A pair of Yeezys. And you gotta and you gotta be coming in listening to put that shit on. You gotta, you gotta put that shit on. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, we're gonna turn this shit off because this is the this is the end of another great episode of the play by play analysis podcast i want to shout out to the dean of admissions at b1 ignorant university jamal brown aka whatever his government name is that he will not tell anybody look if you tired of all your other professors all up in the grade book giving you assignments you know taking all your money come to ignorant university we you got know, you on a degree. You know, you know, unlike the professors and people at Jackson State. All right, let me not do that. Because we love Jackson State here. Just not the people that are stealing money from them kids. Fuck them. Anyway, I don't know if it's just them, though, because everybody HBCUs had this. You know, my president was taking stuff at Outback. Anyway, um, yeah, so let me not do that. We love HBCUs here. Just don't steal money. But this here has been a play-by-play analysis podcast. Your boy Devin Ashby SK play by play. If you know, you know. If you don't know, don't worry about it. Don't steal or you get your ass beat. And we gotta get up out of here. We gonna see y'all when we see y'all. Deuces. And we out.